Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a six-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, five-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, and two-time winner of the St. Thomas Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. Uh, we are the presenting sponsor. It's only 32 days to go of the 2018 World Financial Group Continental Cup of Curling held in London on January the 11th to the 14th. Uh, tickets still available, so get your tickets. And we're the presenting sponsor of the London Knights radio broadcast on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. Thank you for listening today. We hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. Uh, but the phone lines are open. We'd love to answer any question you have at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send an email to inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. Don't wait. Give us a call. Good morning, Mr. Elbert. Good morning, Mr. Inch. So we did a little bit of a road trip this week together. Well, you're jumping into that right off the bat? Well, you know, hey. Come on, there's lots of other things to talk about. Well, you know, they talked about a lady going 40 kilometers on the 401. Is that right? You know, and she was well below the speed limit. And we might as well talk about you being well above the speed limit and me getting a report that came into my phone while we were having lunch saying that you were speeding on the 401. You know, um, let's let's just back up the bus, shall we? Because <laughs> on the way to Toronto, I locked it in at what I'm supposed to do at, you know, at uh, 110, right? And I'm locked in. And and apparently, you know, after we left Toronto because we were on our way to Port Hope, you did not feel that that was fast enough anymore. So <laughs> you said you can go 120. And I went, yeah, but I'll get the, I'll get a speeding report. It's okay. I went, Okay. So you know it works because yes, because <laughs> you got the report. I yeah. got the report. Well, you know what? Ten, fifteen minutes later. But it's still on my. It's still on my driving record. Is it? Well, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if I drove your vehicle and went one forty, it would still be on be my, on driving, my record. driving record. So that's right. Yes. I'll, I'll borrow. I'm heading to Ottawa after Are the yeah. radio show. Let me borrow your truck, and you can drive my car around for the weekend. Okay. Sure. But no, it was good. And we're going to talk a little bit about some surprising things we saw when we uh, did that trip. When we got out of London, yes. Yeah. It's uh, obviously we should be doing work in different communities than just London and Sarnia and St. Thomas and mm-hmm. because it was interesting what we saw. And, uh, uh, and, you know, there's a couple of great games going to happen today in curling because of the uh, our Olympic qualifiers in Ottawa. Yep, and that's why, well, I won't see the afternoon game, but I'll be able to get there for the night game. But uh, we've got Holman and Jones battling it out to see who will play Chelsea Carey in the final mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. And we have McEwen and Gushu fighting it out to see who's going to play Kevin Cooey in the finals tomorrow. And the winners get to go to London, Ontario. Awesome. They get to come here for the Continental Cup. And then second prize is they get to go to the Olympics. I'm sure they're thrilled. You know, they're they're just saying, you know, if we could just win, we get to go to London. That's right. You know, get 
get in Peter Inch's territory. I've been telling them the best place to be, <laughs> like, you know, that Pyeongchang over in South Korea. Don't worry about that. This is the place you want to win and be This at. is where you want to be? You know, okay. Continental Cup playing, you know, with the U.S. teams to be the best in the world. The Olympics, uh, it's just a second place to London. So. Right. Okay. So that's it. And that's why I'm going down. I'm, I'm gonna You're going to try and beat that drum a little bit? Yep. Before they walk out, I'll say, remember, this is to go to London, Ontario. Oh, you want to hand them a pin, right? Yeah. yeah yes. I got them in my bag. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> so, no, it'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we, all the teams are, are great teams. So who, whoever wins will be a good representative to Absolutely. Canada. Absolutely. It's been a grueling week for them. It has. You can see it on their face. Uh, but you can also see the the pressure is adding that excitement, and they're playing a little more cautious than they normally play. So it was interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open, so you can call us at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Isn't that great music there, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> So we're in the office and I finished last, last week and everybody's saying, what's, you know, what's the theme this week? What's it going to be? And, and I hadn't thought of one and they kept bugging me. I said, fine, country, because that one I might be able to win at. No. No. <laughs> I didn't win. That one was picked by the office, by Nicole. She put her name, Nicole, here. wasn't the office. There's a little dissension going on in the office there. It's it's hard to say, right? So, Who knows? But uh, Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker. So this uh, week's songs are country songs. Yeah. Uh, next week are going to be songs about friends. Don't have many in the studio here, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have many friends in the studio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we got a question here. Oh, that we're going to go to work? We are going to go to work right. because this one is a multiple. This is a five-question question. So you got lots to work All right, with. I'll take a deep breath. It says, as someone who spends the bulk of the winter down south, what should I be doing? Question number one, what is the lowest I should be setting my thermostat to? Well, um, I wouldn't think you'd – I personally, I wouldn't put mine anything below sixty, because, um, but I'd, I'd be I'd be higher than that myself, just because I I I don't I don't want my house to be that cold. Did you say sixteen? Sixty. So, I'm sorry. Oh, Fahrenheit. I'm in Fahrenheit. Yeah, like I'm thinking that's pretty hot in a house, you know. Oh come on! I'm a I'm an old school. I I like Fahrenheit. And you are old, that's for sure. So. <laughs> so in Celsius, we would probably be not lower than sixteen. Yes, 15, 16 in there yeah. someplace, yes. That, I think, and you know, I think it's built into the today's thermostat. It's got a, um, like, I don't think they'll drop below that. The smart ones, for yes. sure. Yeah, that you can get. To, and, and you don't want that because that makes it harder. When something goes wrong, you don't have a cushion. It's very quickly you're going to get into the danger area. So you want to definitely... Keep that temperature. I would not go below 16, 17, you know, that area is where it should be. And it's really, it's not really healthy for your house for it to be too cold either, right? No. no. And, you know, you do have to have people come in and look at your home, which was one question. They said, we have someone who will check in on the home periodically, but how often should we be looking in? Well, periodically through insurance is every 48 hours. You have to have someone come into the house right. and look. And yeah. that's what I was going to say was you need to really check with your insurance company 
to make sure what their recommendations are because if something goes wrong and you don't live up, that's an out that they can look at. But right. uh, definitely they need to come in. They should be checking the you know furnace, make sure that's working. They should be checking your appliances unless you've unplugged them, but your fridge and your freezer to make sure that they're working. If you have a sump pump, you know, they should be looking at that. If you've left the water on in the house, they should be checking, but a lot of people are shutting the water off at the main valve, you know, and for better terms, draining the system. Right. But normally there'll be water in a tank, in a, in the toilets throughout the house. So you have to make sure that the house doesn't get too cold, freeze, crack those tanks. And now that water is going all over the home. Um, but definitely you need every 48 hours at the minimum, you need somebody in there. And you're, you're, that's another benefit of smart thermostats these days. It doesn't mean you don't have to have people come in the house, but at least you could check the temperature if you're down south. You can just pull up your house and go, well, I set it, I set it to 16, but oh my goodness, it's 10 in the house. I need to do something about that right away. Right. Right. And they said, can I turn off my water heater or at least turn it down? Yes. Actually, most water heaters, in the, if they're a tank, they'll have a vacation mode on the uh, on the dial on the bottom of the tank, which you could just turn to vacation mode. Or you could, if it's a power vent unit, you could just simply unplug it and turn the water off to it, and that will isolate it completely. It won't function. If it's a tankless, there would be a power button on it. You just turn the power off, and you can turn the water off as well. So you can do that. It's... I. If I'm going away for extended period of time, I would I will turn the tankless off and turn the water off. And and so tank and tankless, either you can do either one. You yes. can set it back at that point. Yes. And again, you got to remember if it's a tank, you got forty, fifty gallons of water built up in that tank that you don't want to freeze. Or if something happened to let go, rust out the bottom and flood your basement. Right. People they don't understand that you know if if a water heater is kind of dripping out of the bottom, if that ever let's go and the tank starts to pour out water. If the water is not shut off, that tank is going to continue to let water loose until you get home. Now, the third question is, are there any smart thermostats or systems available that will send me an email or alert when my furnace isn't working or if there is some sort of water leak? So the first one that I think of is Honeywell because the Honeywell Lyric can be tied to an alarm system. Well, you're thinking about water, but even yeah. on temperature, your your thermostat would send you an email if it got too cold in the house. Right. But to get into the water, that's the an, source leaks, you've that's basically got to get into an alarm system that does that and you can tie the thermostat, the alarm system all together to, to send it. And Honeywell has worked a lot on that product to be able to make it, I call it a whole home system. Um, that will definitely do it. But our thermostats will only tell you if the temperature drops. Right. It won't, won't work. Or on, if it got too hot. Yeah, it won't work on water leaks or anything like that. But I would think that um, I would think that companies like Google and Nest and Ecobee will be working on that as well. Yep, yep. Google seems to talk. You know, what do they, what do they call that Google thing you talk to now in the home? Google Home, is it? Well, no, the, uh, you mean the, the voice that yeah. I can't remember what her name is, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, could I don't, say ha- something. I don't, I don't I could, have one. I don't uh, have one. So 
I yeah. can say something about Could that, you? Steve, but yeah. I'll just let that, that would open right That away. would open a door that you don't want opened. <laughs> we'll move on to another question here. Wow, that went south in a hurry. <laughs> so this one, and again, I, I'm because of our trip, I think it's going to be a multiple question. It says, I have a concern. I'm just going to interrupt you for just oh, one right. second. Okay. But Something more important that came yeah, on your phone? Yeah, the armchair uh, technician sent in actually a very good point. Okay. Go ahead, Richard. Uh, Richard, he <laughs> said, on, on the plumbing side of things, uh, antifreeze in the toilet bowl tanks and drain your traps. He would also he would also unplug and turn power off to appliances. But this one is uh, turn the power off to your garage door opener. Right. Because people will go down streets with uh, and just try to open a garage door and it's a way into a house. Yeah. And if it did open and it was open all winter, you'd have a lot of well, stuff. Well, no, but they usually they would go in, close the door, then they can they can take their time emptying your house, right? Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, that's a very good point. And he said the uh, the voice that you're looking for for Google, her name is Alexis. Alexis. Yes. Okay. Now, one thing when you, and we should maybe, you know, we don't repair appliances anymore, but we did do it for like 70 years. When we say unplug appliances, you have to leave the door open on fridges. Absolutely. And the freezer, otherwise it will get quite smelly in there. So if you're going to, Leave unplug the fridge and freezer. You leave the doors open. There won't be any lights on because you've unplugged it, but they will allow air movement in there and it won't get stinky and yes, be a real problem. A real problem. You'd want to come home and throw the refrigerator out. Yeah. yeah. But see, I was thinking on the garage door. Some people just you know they hit it accidentally and it's the same code and the door opens. Just think if your door was open all winter, how much snow would be in your house? Like in that garage by the yeah. time you got home. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing to unplug the garage door opening. So you can say thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for interrupting me, Richard. Good good interruption there. Um, Chris sent in one. Can I clean my humidifier pad with vinegar? No, Chris, you cannot. Um, vinegar, like CLR, is would although it's a, does a good job removing a scale. It and on these humidifier pads. I'm thinking of the flow-through humidifier pad. It's it's going to take the clay coating off that pad, and then the water will just run through it. So that pad on the flow-throughs, that should be replaced annually. Sometimes, in some cases, you need to replace it twice a year, depending on your water hardness. Uh, it's, only a, it's only a $12 or $14 part, so uh, if you do that, it would do a great job. Even on, even on portables, like my little portable that I use in my house, I have to change that filter. I have to change that pad every year because as it sits through the summer, it just gets hard and scaled and it's it's no good afterwards. Now, we always mention that you should do that in the spring so it doesn't get hard and scaled through the summer. Obviously, you don't listen to what we talk about on the show. I don't change it until I'm ready to use it. I just, you know, I... I have one there ready to put in. Well, we're going to, again. I leave it in the box. We're going to talk about that on this. You know, if, if you'd listened to the show, you'd be prepared. You just turn it on. But I understand, Steve. It, it's hard to get through sometimes. To, <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. And uh, the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Well, Friends in low places just kind of fits right in here, Steve, doesn't it? 
Wow. That was well, you're in rare form tonight. Wow. Tonight, Steve, it's still daylight out there. Yeah, well, this this show is actually pre-recorded about <laughs> 12, 12 hours ago, and uh, yeah, it's nighttime. On the 401 yeah. when you were speeding? Exactly, I was yeah. speeding, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was Garth Brooks. That was by armchair technician Richard. He could probably use that next week because, you know, we're talking about friends, songs about friends next week. You said friends in low places. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So Thank we'll well. We'll go to Sean on the phone because Sean's probably a good friend. So go ahead, Sean, with your question. Good morning, gents. Morning. Morning. I I have a question about the fresh air intake on my furnace. Uh, What I'm wondering is, is I was told by a technician that uh, you can close them off in the summertime and then open them up in the winter. And I'm just wondering, what's the difference if I leave that closed and open up a window, specific window in the house where I want the fresh air to come in and then... Other windows, I may not. I don't know. Like, is it is it better to have the have that vent open for the winter? Is uh, open it back up or? So I just I got, just have one question for you, Sean. So like, is it because some people mistake the furnace uh, small white intake pipe as a fresh air pipe, and it's not. But do you have a do you have a fresh air which is a like looks like a dryer hood type thing that brings air into the house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's like I think it's like an eight inch or six inch pipe. Okay. Um, I well, and so your question is: Should you leave that open or close it off? Is that yeah? I it's it's they are designed to bring air into the house properly. Like I I probably wouldn't be closing that ever. I would always leave it open uh, because if the if the system's not running, it's not dragging any air into the house anyways. Only when that so if is it tied to your bathroom fans or not? No, it just goes right into the return, uh, the big return uh, vent on the furnace. So it's a, it's a, I'll call it a weight fresh air kit. Yes. Okay. So in the summertime, probably you should close that then. Um, and in the summertime, we, we walk in and out of our houses uh, a lot more, uh, and we open windows and all those things. So homes typically in southwest Ontario get enough um, get enough fresh air. Um, but it's strictly it's, it's a it's a personal preference. It does put a little bit of extra load on your air conditioner, uh, but it's not enough which is going to cause you any grief. So you could leave it open, you could leave it closed. Um, so a couple things, Sean, that you were talking about there. When we bring it in through that pipe into the furnace, we bring in the cold air, heat it up, and then put it throughout your house. When right. you were saying shut it and open up a window where I want fresh air. Right. That air is now coming in cold, and you're not going to heat it up. You know, it's going to take a lot longer. In the summer, we don't want to bring in hot, humid air. So that's why the technician recommended to close, close it, it in yeah. the summer, because then we got to try to air condition that hot, humid air and pull out all that humidity. Well, in the same token, then, isn't, isn't the furnace working uh, the heat, like the burnt, like the gas part of it, like heating it? Isn't that putting an extra load on that and causing you? It, to burn it is. It, it causes your furnace to, to work just a little bit a little bit harder. the The thing about the that that specific kit is it works on negative pressure. So once the furnace fan turns on, it's always trying to draw through that opening, which is why we recommend putting in things like HRVs, like ventilators, okay. because they are a closed system. When even if the furnace is on, they're not dragging air through that pipe. Uh, only when that HRV is is turned on, so if there's a call for it and it's needed to turn on, will that air be drawn in? So it keeps the house more balanced that way. It, um, but 
those those were a great uh, device in the day to to bring fresh air into a house just to solve some problems they were having with moisture. Uh, but we use a different system now. The HRV, what what causes it to activate? Well, there'll be a there'll be a stat on the wall, and you can either be set for moisture content or you can put them on a timer. Uh, I I typically run them. I tell my customers if they have an HRV to run them for 20 minutes on and 40 minutes off. It's a cycle, so it'll come on low speed every 20 minutes, uh, just to just to give the house an air change, and then it'll shut off for 40. Oh, I see. And and, th- and then what it does as as it pulls the air out of the house and brings the air in, it transfers about 70 percent of the heat over. So uh, now you're only heating it up 30 percent versus the unit you have. You got to heat it up 100 percent. Yep. Well, the unit I have, like you said, is based on negative pressure. So if you had all the other windows closed, it's still because that because your duct system is a closed system, oh. it's still going to draw air in through that once the fan system comes on because it's on the return side, which is the negative pressure side. I see. Yep. Very good. Okay. Yeah, well, that's you. a great question, Sean. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Yeah, and we saw. We saw one of those uh, when we were out of town down yeah, yes. in Port Hope. In Port Hope, that, yes. that, that had it, and you know that we were talking to them about it. So. And most customers don't adjust those dials. There is a dial on them which you can adjust to either open up or it has different settings to put the amount of air into the system. But so I'm gonna um, Neil sent in a question, and and I want you to hold off till I am. And there's a, it's a three part or two part, and I'm going to add in a third part. But it says, why is it important to get an annual maintenance on my furnace? And then the second question that ties into that: Are there any early signs that my furnace may have issues that I could uh, uh, keep an eye out for? And then my part that I'm going to add in is the filter in Toronto. <laughs> so, you know, why is it important to get an annual maintenance done? Well, it's a gas appliance. So uh, a furnace, just like the engine of a car, requires some something to look at. So you drive your car, uh, let's say roughly anywhere from five to 10,000 kilometers a year if you're a very low driver, but you still need to get the oil changed. The same thing with your furnace. Your furnace runs uh, 10 times that much uh, because your furnace not only runs in the wintertime to heat, it also, your furnace is running in the summertime to use to push that air conditioning through the house. So it's basically running all year long and it needs to be looked at. It's it's a it's a motor, it's, it's a combustion engine, it's all those things and it just needs a technician to look at it every year. They just think... The old furnaces didn't require much, but uh, all the parts in a furnace now to make it high efficiency require some attention. So it needs a technician to look at it once a year. So we were in Toronto looking at replacing a system for a, a, a good friend. And, you know, we turned the furnace on and, you know, you were down there and I was interrupting you, as you said, but I was trying <laughs> to help you. And I put my hand up and touched the ductwork and I just about burned my hand. Right. I took it away and I said like, wow, is that ductwork ever hot? And just as we were saying that, the furnace kicked off. So it was it was tripping out on, on limits. So yeah. furnaces have devices in them. If it, if it gets too hot, uh, there's a limit switch in there which would say, 
I need to shut off because this is not a safe condition. So it tripped on limit. And so, then and then it what it does is it waits and it resets and it'll turn back on again. But it kept on going off and on on limit. And she had uh, emailed me earlier to say, you know, a couple weeks earlier, saying I got a furnace problem. I got, can you send somebody? And I gave her a couple of names. But she called a local guy. And the local guy came in and looked at it and said, you need a new furnace. Well, she does need a new furnace, but that wasn't the problem, right? Right. And yes. we, when we tried to pull the filter out. Well, we couldn't pull it out. I said, Steve, you got to turn the furnace off. So we shut it off at the breaker. I had to open the blower door to get the filter out. Right. Because we it still was, couldn't pull it out. Because it was stuck in the motor. Yeah. And uh, when we pulled it out, it looked like, I'm going to suggest, probably three years. I don't know. It just, there was nothing going through it. Yeah. It was totally plugged, no light through it. And so there's no air coming through it, which means the furnace heats up and there's no air moving past that heat exchanger to get rid of the heat. So it was just overheating and tripping off on limit. And then as soon as we got a new filter and put it in, you could just feel the whole house warm up. Yeah, because it wasn't, yes. It was like a little chilly when we got in there. So so the guy, you know, my comment was whoever the technician was that she called, never call him again because he didn't check the filter. That should have been the first thing that they looked at when they went into the home, but. Well, you have to, you've got to figure out why it's tripping out on limit, right? Yeah. Yes. So when we say what, what early signs that my furnace may have an issue is, our technicians will catch that. If they're there doing a maintenance or like we were there, we caught it very quickly that there was a problem and it needed to be looked at right away. So we're going to take a quick break, and then it looks like uh, armchair technician Richard sent in. Well, just before you take that break, I just want to, he just said, Oh, my Lord, you two let loose on a furnace. Did she have heat after you left? <laughs> she did. Better heat after we left. So I, I, may, I may pull the toolbox out again, Richard. But we're going to take a quick break. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Oh, no, we can let that one play a little bit longer because you've been playing it in your office all week. Yeah, but now, all week you've been playing that song. <laughs> you liked my song so much. We've you've been playing it in your office all week. That's true, but you got to tell everybody all why week why you picked this song because you thought because he was the sexiest I'm a, man. No, that, I, I'm a I'm a voice fan. I I love watching The Voice, no. and uh, I saw this song released. He he played it with uh, Jennifer. Jennifer Hudson on The Voice, and I then and then you picked country. It was meant to be. I said that's my song. Yeah, and then you said because he's the sexiest man on the earth, I'll I get would votes. I would top. Yes, <laughs> I would get votes. That's right. So. Come on, it's a great song. Why have you been playing it all week? You tell me. Answer that question. Because it's a uh, good uh, uh, new uh, country song. <laughs> so it that, is a good song that I picked. But you finished third. Does it matter? Does it? Where did you finish? Fourth. Thank you. <laughs> I rest my case. As long as you're ahead of me, that's all. Let that the jury come in and de- deliberate. All right. <laughs> Now we had uh, one call. One answer that we didn't give to Neil was how long does an average furnace maintenance appointment take? And they're you know an hour, hour and fifteen. If you're having it done every year, it may take forty five minutes. Right, because but they should little, be spending time. They're, yeah, they, they're not down and back up out of the basement and out. And if you're getting a maintenance done and you see the guy walk in and he never brings a vacuum in, you didn't get a maintenance done. That's right. You know, they all, they should be bringing a vacuum in to vacuum out the burner in the area, clean out the blower and vacuum that all out. If they're not doing that, they're not doing a proper maintenance. So 
you know, people say to us, why is our price different than a lot of other companies? Well, we do a complete maintenance, record it, have the information um, so that we know exactly from year to year what has happened with that furnace and if anything's changed. So right. It's, there's a big difference between what people do in maintenance, that's for sure. Now, we had a call uh, or an email come in from Ann, said, water is spraying out the tap instead of coming out in a stream. Is there something that can be repaired or do I have to get a new faucet? Well, no, over over time, there's a, there's an aerator or a screen in that in that uh, fixture, and so sometimes it just over time, like scale builds up anything anywhere else in the house, it'll build up on that aerator, and it's just not going through it properly. So you can take it out and either replace it, or you can just clean that, and then put it back in place, and it should work. So and and. It's almost that should be, you know, we do it on our, our plumbing plus agreement. Yes. We do that. But that's something you should do every year almost just to take any debris. And if you start seeing, sometimes a tap will break down, you know, or you'll see a white, um, I'll call it like a salt kind of in your tap. That can be the anode breaking down in a water heater. So – that can tell you that something is happening if those things keep plugging up or you keep, you know, you clean it one year, there wasn't much in there. The next year you clean it and it's full of this white sand or salt. That can tell you something's going on with the hot water heater. Yep. So it is it's something we recommend and we do it on our, our plus maintenance that we do in plumbing. Um, and we had a call come in from uh, John that said, what's included in your Platinum Plus plan? How much is the plan? And we've got a great special on on our Platinum Plus for the month of December. So if you got it on a furnace, it's fourteen ninety five. If you get it on a furnace and air, it's twenty four ninety five. But I'll let you explain what's included in that. In a plus, Platinum Plus. In a Platinum Plus, right? You're going to have to explain that, boss. Wow. How, how long have you worked here? I just don't want to. I don't want to miss something, and then you'll berate me on the radio. See, Richard, what I have to deal with <laughs> on Saturday mornings. But a Platinum Plus plan is a maintenance plan. So we come out and do a maintenance on the furnace. If you have it on the furnace and air, we come out and do a maintenance on the furnace and air. And it's a warranty, parts and labor, on your furnace or air conditioner, depending what you have it on. So it's basically a maintenance plan with an insurance plan that should anything go wrong, it is covered. Now, there is two parts that aren't covered, one on a furnace, which is the heat exchanger, and one on a air conditioner, which is the compressor. Because if either one of those two things go, you should be looking to replace the product, not repair it. But should a pressure switch go or an igniter go or a thermocouple go? Motor. Motor. Like a blower motor, yep. a venter motor? That's all covered under the Platinum Plus plan. And that equipment has to be inspected prior to being accepted on that plan? It is. And if we come out and do an inspection and it passes, we waive that inspection fee. The only time that inspection fee comes into place is if it fails. So, you know, your furnace breaks down, you call up and say, I want a Platinum Plus plan. No, your furnace breaks down, you need to get your furnace repaired then once it's repaired, you can get on the Platinum Plus plan at that point. And it is monthly. It's twenty four ninety five for a furnace and air or fourteen ninety five for just a furnace. And that's uh, about a 30% discount off, and we're doing that till the end of the month. Oh, so that's our Christmas special. It is. 
along with you, Steve, driving down the 401 too fast. That was a Santa Inch. <laughs> Santa Inch. Yeah, I've never been called that before. I know. I, I look like that little chubby in the, you know, here. I look like Santa, you might say, except no hair on the top. That's the only problem. Um, I got a question in from Phil. Says, uh, when is your main office open? Our main office is open Monday to Friday from 8 to 5. And and uh, we do service work We in do the service home. work. Uh, well, we, we, the, you, they take calls even on a Saturday today, the, the office, there's no one in the physical building, but they take calls and they dispatch that out. We do have someone who our answering service is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and a live voice will pick that up. That is a local call center, uh, local meeting in Toronto. So after hours, the phone rings to our center in Toronto and they answer the phone and dispatch our technicians out to you. And we do service work or scheduled service work eight to eight, Monday to Saturday. So six days a week, and then Sunday and after that is our on-call service. Now, Richard told me uh, just now, just to mention um, the special we have on ultraviolet. Yes. Yes. The the Abco UV light. So uh, there's a thing called uh, ultraviolet. It's very popular these days. Uh, there's lots that goes on uh, in the furnace, above the furnace, that you can't see in behind the ductwork. And it's very popular. I have one in my own home, as do you. It's a UV light which shines over the evaporator coil, which is part of the air conditioner, and helps keep it clean, keeps it efficient, and kills any viral or bacterial in the house. So um, it just it lessens the chance of you know spreading uh, germs during the holiday seasons or you know, any time actually, because the air I, I run my fan twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, so that air is always being uh, purified as well as filtered. And it, it also has a little carbon, activated carbon in there that will help pick up uh, some smells or take out odors that yes. are in the air as well. Yes. We should mention very quickly here before, one thing for sure, you know, the fourth song playing at the end of the show is mine, Zach Brown brand, you know, toes. There's so. some static going on yeah. on the radio. I can't quite hear it. But, yeah. <laughs> but we need to mention that there is another scam going around the city. Um, it's being put by Ontario Home Services and they're coming in and mentioning to people that we do their work and we do not. That was quite a surprise. Do their work. So if yes. you get a call from Ontario Home Services who say Roy Inch will install what they're selling, that is absolutely 100% false. And we want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, we've already got two letters from customers that we're going to send in um, and get it stopped, but they're they're preying on the elderly. So, so the old way was they used to be able to knock on the door and then uh, get in that way. They would just say that they're working for the Ontario government or some government agency and they need to inspect your equipment. So the door knocking has been legislated to stop. So th- now they had to figure out a new way around that. So what they're doing now is they're making a phone call, making you an offer, which is really too good to be true, and you invite them into your home, and now they can come in. Yeah, and that's what they've been doing and picking certain areas. This was Byron area was where we're hearing it yes. this active in right now. So just be careful out there. If you're not sure, give Steve or myself a call, and we'll gladly answer any but, questions. But really, if if you want someone into your house, you need to pick up the phone and call them. Yeah, it's not they call you, you call them. Yes. 
So we want to thank everybody for listening this morning. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. By the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.